So they take a drone, they're like, what is she looking at? You know, like they take a drone up and directly in front of them on the other side of the town is the, um, well, the Masons built this huge building. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey, everybody. It's us again. Thanks a lot for joining us uh, again, and hopefully, hopefully everybody had a great week. Um, let's start out. Our dear Cassie is coming home tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We Yay. are so darn excited. We can't stand it. <laughs> Just for a minute. Just for a minute. What's the weather here in Portland? Too short. 92 degrees. Well, you'll get a little bit cooler here. A little bit. Right. Real right. today. Yeah. Let's see. What's so, the temperature supposed to be? Anyways, uh, we can't, I can't control myself. I'm so excited you're coming home. <laughs> I think I'm just going to, I know I'm not invited to the wedding, but I think I might just stand in the back and watch. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Photo bomb, you guys. <laughs> I'm sure nobody there will be surprised if you do. <laughs> No longer be surprised. Hey. Okay, Jess, what's the weather like where you're at? Um, it's pretty good. I I think it's a pretty nice weather. Not too warm, not too cold. Yes, it's humid. Good. And you're planning to go to San Diego next month. Next next month. month. Okay. Yeah. So I know we'll see you sometime. I know Cassie's going to give us five minutes with her anyhow so at some point, so we'll get together. <laughs> Probably Friday. I'm assuming I, we're going to... I don't know. <laughs> Friday night, we might meet Grandpa and everybody and have dinner. Okay. 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 Let's get going. Just start us with some history facts. So I have one history unexplained mystery fact from my calendar, which I think is perfect timing from our episode from last week where we learned about Tupac. This one is the murder of Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> I thought it was like, how funny is that? So uh, we did. We kind of talked about it last week, but so for our listeners, if they're interested at all, on March 9th, 1997, rapper Christopher Wallace, who is widely known by his stage name of Notorious B.I.G., was fatally shot in a drive-by shooting in Los Angeles, California. He had just left an after-party for the 1997 Soul Train Music Awards that was held at the uh, Peterson Automotive Museum when a dark Chevy Impala pulled up next to his vehicle and shot him four times. He um, died at the Caesars Sinai Medical Center shortly after arriving there. And news outlets immediately tried to connect Wallace's murder with the murder of fellow rapper Tupac Shakur, um, which had happened just months earlier. And at the time of the crime, there was major media attention regarding the East Coast versus West Coast hip hop feud which we got into last week. And although several allegations regarding those who have potentially were, who were 
potentially involved have been shared with the authorities and publicly, the case still remains unsolved on who killed Notorious B.I.G. Hmm. Well, I'm so, sure all the rumors on the are true. I, that's what, like we said last week, I thought it was like a perfect timing because we talked about Tupac last week. I know we talked a little bit about um, Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Notorious B.I.G. a little bit, but this gave a little bit of background more on um, him getting murdered. Um, but that's, I like I said last week, I think people know who killed him. They just, the people that do know don't won't say anything. They won't go to the cops and and say yeah. it was so and so. Maybe the cops even know, but it's just you know they don't want to cause any further turf wars on that right. either. Right. So yeah, it's, it's just like the mafia, right? Or that type of thing. The police know what happened, but it's just like okay, let it go because mm-hmm. it's not right. worth the investigating. And well, and they're right. probably being paid off by and they're being paid okay. off and right. you know not okay. finding out are worse than. Right. Not. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So there you go. I just have one quick one for this week. Awesome. But I thought it was a perfect one to tie into our episode last week. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in all that and you haven't listened to last week's episode, go, go back to last week and listen to D's story <laughs> on Tupac. On Tupac. Tupac. Nope. Tupac. <laughs> all right. Cass, how about a song? Uh, yeah, I got a song this week, uh, and it's a fairly well-known song. I think even Mom knows this song. Is it, uh, it is not too It is by Bob Marley, though. Um, oh, okay. Hopefully, okay. you know who that is, Mom. First, first. No. Do you, do you know who Bob Marley is? <laughs> nope. All right. You'll well, know. this week, you'll yeah, know yeah, song. you'll know the song. Um, so this week's song is I Shot the Sheriff by Ma- oh, Bob the Wafer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so most people... <laughs> well, you should Bob Marley's a little bit more famous than the song itself. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but most people obviously know the song. Um, it's got a very clear-cut message um, about justice system and how uh, the narrator of the song is basically saying that, you know, he shot the sheriff, um, but he did it in self-defense. That's basically the moral of the story. He did it in self-defense when he saw the sheriff raising his gun. Um, It's supposed to be this, you know, emblem of justice, you know, fighting against a corrupt police force. Um, But there is a small message that most people miss and didn't really come to light until about 2012. And that this is that this song has another message that Bob was trying to send. Um, and this comes from his former girlfriend, Esther Anderson. Uh, she says in the song, there's a line that says, Sheriff John Brown always hated me. For what? I don't know. Every time I plant a seed, he said, kill it before it grows. Uh, and this is actually in reference to a doctor, not a sheriff. And this is actually said to be again this is you know hearsay but this is actually bob complaining about the fact that his girlfriend was given birth control pills and he did not want her to be oh i did not know that interesting yes 
So this is got I did not know that. Now what year was that song like big? Um so this song came out in 1973. Um yeah, which would be the year of Roe Roe. It's pretty close to Roe v. Wade there. Um but also I kind of did know I've heard some things about Bob Marley like you know he's obviously a great guy but he was very kind of mm, like th this doesn't surprise me that he would put something like this like he was very um much a pro-life kind of person um in that kind of aspect of life well like the, the you know he wanted to have children whatever he felt like kind of thing um, so this kind of mentality does not really surprise me all that much that he would be upset that his girlfriend was on birth control and that he was threatened by the doctor giving her the birth control. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's I like I should have known that all these years. Another thing that a male thinks that he can control us women on. Yeah. <laughs> not saying anything against Bob Marley, but that it was not a surprise to me when I found that out. That's, huh. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. So there you go. That's your song this week. That's right. a little open message that no one's ever known about a very popular song. All right. Well, let me get on with my story. Um, my story is yet another story about our wonderful Lake Michigan. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, see if you guys know anything about this, but this uh, story goes that the Union soldiers in 1865, the Union soldiers um, tracked down Confederate President Jefferson Davis and confiscated his gold. And this was um, actually um, a month past the end of the Civil War. So the Civil War had ended, and um, this was a month later. And as you know, there's war chest money when there's a war, right? Mm -hmm. So um, he had, Jefferson Davis had taken the Confederate war chest, um, of which was gold bars, and was had actually stolen and smuggled them to, he was on his way to Texas. And he got caught up with um, the Michigan, um, if I can say this right, um, the Michigan Regiment of Union Soldiers in Georgia. So they're in Georgia heading for Texas. Um, a lot of people think he was going to Texas, but a lot of people feel like he was taking these gold bars and heading to New Mexico and really going to start a new country down there with this, you know, Confederate country, you know. Um, so, uh, Somehow or another, this stolen loot was smuggled and some years later found ending up in Lake Michigan. So the legend goes. And Michigan native Kevin um, Dyster became obsessed with this story. And and there was a deathbed confession by one of his one of his friends' grandfather heard this deathbed confession. That in he that this lighthouse keeper had witnessed in 1890. Okay, the war ended in 1865, but now it's 1890, and he witnessed a whole railroad car of gold being pushed off a boat into Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. 
What? Are you following how, me? How can so, somebody not know where that's at? Well, let's hear the story. Um, his inv investigation <laughs> is ongoing, and it's a new um, History Channel show called The Curse of the Confederate Gold. And you can both think about who might be helping him with this project. But Marty Laguina of The Curse of Oak Island. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this guy, Kevin, he got him and his team of people, and one of them is like a lifelong friend, and one of them is like a, a story historian from Michigan. They had this whole team trying to find this gold. But he came up with this idea to get um, Kevin Laguina involved in it for financial reasons so he could finance this because they just for they've been working on it for seven years and they just can't get the funds to really get it done so they contacted him so now this show is really um them trying to convince Kev, um marty to get in on this project okay so um the story claims that jefferson davis was carrying a massive amounts of confederate gold when they were captured by the Michigan Regiment of Union Soldiers in Georgia. Eyewitnesses claimed that wagons of gold left at the scene of Jefferson's capture and were never accounted for. Early in the investigation, they did find Confederate coins in the area where uh, Davis was captured. Uh, to, and so what they are claiming is, <clears throat> so Jefferson Davis gets caught and the two soldiers, Lieutenant, um, I can't think of his name right now, two of them, they compensate this gold, but they obviously, they know they can't take all this gold with them. So they bury it there on the spot. They can, we're going to come back and get this gold later. So they're really stealing the gold, right? Um, <clears throat> uh, but they have <clears throat> evidence that the golden stolen gold was transported by wagon and eventually railroad before it was dumped in Lake Michigan with the intentions for somebody to come get it later, you know? So their theory is that this gold was buried there in Georgia in 1865. Then in five years later, 1890, these two, um, military people i'm trying to find brad richards oh, oh brad richards is a high school teacher and a lifelong friends of um fred uh, monroe and fred monroe is the person who his grandfather told him this claim that you know he's seen this wagon get dumped in lake michigan um but the gold in total were was two million dollars at the time now this is 1865 so $2 million would be like $100 million, $140 million today. Um, and uh, Lieutenant Gerald Pritchard and Commanding Officer Robert H.G. Minty were the two, uh, were part of the cavalry that rested, that took him into, a, arrested him and stole his gold. They bury it. And then they come back to Michigan. And uh, after they return, um, Pitchard becomes the Michigan State Land Commissioner, giving him the authority to approve new railroads and constructions. 
and Robert Minty becomes the superintendent of several railroads um, throughout the country, including a new one that they were developing to, from Irwin, Georgia to Varysburg, Michigan. So they literally built this railroad. Of course, it was back in railroad days when they were doing this, but they literally built this so they could bring this gold from Georgia to Michigan. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. So then the two team up in Michigan, they char- they team up with this Charles Hackley, and he's a banker, a very successful banker, and he owns a large um, lumber company in Muskegon, Michigan. So, and um, in 1869, they built this railroad, and and only to it. Oh, and so then they built a railroad from Muskegon, or from Ferries to Muskegon, right? And they take all the gold to Muskegon and then they abandon this railroad. So it was only in there for two years. But in Muskegon, they start peddling this gold out west because there's a gold rush going on, right? Because it's all marked. It's all like, you know, it's gold and it's got Confederate seals on it and everything. So they have to melt it down. So um, this Charles Hackley left. Uh, so he owned this lumber company that was right there on the water. And he owned the bank in town. So he had some money. And they team up with them. And they start this, um, they're, they're siphoning this gold out west. So they got to cross Lake Michigan. And there's a couple theories that happen here. One, Hackley decides he wants this gold for himself. So he instructs it to be dumped off. Or the other two are upset. More than likely, this is the real theory, they're they're upset that all of a sudden they had all the gold, they bring it there, and now Hackley is the one benefit. You know, he's making all the money off of it. So they decide they're going to dump it off in the lake and then go back and get it later themselves. So um, um, in this Hackley... He, you know, when he died, he left $12 million to charities in the area. And he pretty much built Muskegon, like all the big buildings. He built them. He had the bank. He had the library. He built this huge, huge monument um, in a park. And he spent, like, just millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, they figured out that he only made $3 million in his lifetime, which was a lot of money back in these days. But he only made, like... Three million. Yet he donated twelve million, and he bent billions and millions of dollars developing the town and the schools and everything. Like everything in the town had Hackley's name on it. So, um, you know, so they're just kind of concerned. Like, so they think the other two got mad and dumped this into Lake Michigan, thinking we're going to come back and get it, but they never did. So now this Kevin, um, he's he's been working on this for seven years trying to find this gold, and he's involved uh, Marty, which Marty, you know, got them this big boat with the scanners on it and everything. And right off the bat, they find a boxcar in Lake Michigan, so they think they found it, right? And come find out it was a metal one because they di- they you know would dive down and get it. It wasn't it was only two miles off. And they would dive um, into it and um, 
it was a metal one, which wouldn't have been right for the time period. It would have to have been wood. And they're saying, really, by this time, it would just be a pile of rubble because it would have deteriorated over all these years. So there should be a pile of just rubble and gold down there, right? So um, uh, then they went out again, and they think they found it, and they had all these radars and scanners and everything, and they pretty sure they found it, but this um, Kevin... They get too excited and he dives off the boat and hits the boat, you know, and it breaks his hip. So now they can't go down there. And so um, that's kind of where it's left off right now. But they are really indicating that um, this Kevin, he's kind of like um, worried that he's been telling everybody all along his progress. Well, now there's other groups of people taking all of his research and studying and he's afraid they're going to find it now. You know, and now the um, state of Michigan is involved and they're like, wait a minute, you know, we got to be involved in this, too. So this is kind of where it's left off right now. But um, so in our this is not far from us at all. hundred and forty million dollars worth of gold just sitting in Lake Michigan. Oh, we better go find it. I better get your scuba gear. For sure. Actually, this story was given to me by one of our viewers, and her and her husband literally drove to Muskegon to like look at all these buildings and look at all this stuff. And <laughs> it's very, very interesting. It's very interesting how he built these buildings. Like his, his bank is here, and across Midtown is this huge monument. It's just a huge thing. And on top of it, there's a lady looking. And so they take a drone. They're like, what is she looking at? You know, like they take a drone up and Directly in front of them, on the other side of the town, is the um, of the Masons build this huge building, and so the Templars are, you know, they're wondering if the Templars were involved in this and the Masons and um, Freemasons and all this stuff. Which this guy was a Freemason, you know, but I, we've talked about this before on other shows where you know I could be a Freemason and I'm down at the very bottom level where I just do community work and do things like that. But as you mm -hmm. rise up, you become more involved in, and there's a really secret society in uh, the top levels of these Masons. And they're assuming this um, guy was that, you know, at that level. So I thought it was very fascinating and very close to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. So, you know, this just makes me think about, maybe I missed it, but is this close to where the no fly zone is? Well, it's a little bit like north. I think it's north. Yeah, of it's that. a little bit north of there because okay. yeah, the no fly zone is. I want to say it's south of Muskegon. Um, right, I think it is. To, yeah, closer to the bottom of. This is area. not far off land at all. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, they had um, one of the guys on the show. They go, of course, they go to Muskegon. Well, they all live in Muskegon. Um, that um, Marty is from Traverse City. And so, um, but um, this is this is literally we could go there for the day and check out all this stuff out. Um, but um, what day do you got free when you come home, Cass? Just Friday. Just <laughs> Friday. Anyways, um, like this one guy in town, he he sees them investigating or he hears about their investigation, so he goes down there with. He said, when I was a kid, and he's probably my age, is when I was a little boy, there's a train 
right here under this ground. And it was on its side. And it was there when I was a kid and we used to play on it. I mean, it was like half sunken in the ground at that time point. Now it's completely sunk in the ground. But um, he goes, it's right here. And so they start digging, of course, you know, they get down to the train. They can feel the train, but it's sand, so it just keeps caving in. They can't get to it, and they try all different kinds of things to get to this thing. But they have proven there is a train buried there. And their thing is, well, once they closed off that railroad and they got all the gold to Muskegon, they had no reason to have this train. So they just buried it. Mm-hmm. Which you know they did back then because there's one in our lake up north. That's just the engine, not a train, just the engine. engine. And so is this. You're, so is this. Like the old up north cabin or the yeah. one you are at oh, now? The one right now. It's a logging. In Badger area. Lake. And they um uh, I the way we try to like go around things, I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna name it. <laughs> but anyways, um it's a logging community, right? And there's train tracks. We know there's train tracks there, and they we're done with it. They didn't know what to do with the train, so they just drove it out into the middle of the lake and let it sink. And that's what they did here. And so, and one guy brings in um, like these pictures and they blow them up and you can see a railroad track that's buried in sand and you can still see evidence. of. Actually, they flew over in a plane today and you can see evidence of a plane or train tracks. You probably wouldn't know it if you were on the ground, but they're flying over it and you can see it. Mm-hmm. Of course, they dig up some of those and again they can go down in the sand and put their hands on it but they can't dig out the sand because it's so wet and the water's coming in and it just keeps burying itself in so um that part is true you know and um the historic- guys with their like inability to dig something out of the sand you know, is like hilarious to me like the, their entire job it's kind of the same story as uh oak island oak island like, it's right. there, we just can't get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, um, that's literally the exact same problem they have at Oak Island. Actually, I said... With, uh, it just uh, keeps filling in with water. Well, this is going to be another 10-year saga, like Oak Island. <laughs> you know? But um, it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. And um, um, what was I going to say? The, it's just like right off the water, too. It's not even in the middle. But, oh, this historian for you know, Muskegon or wherever... He said it's very common for them to dump railroad cars into Lake Michigan. Like maybe there was a big storm and there was too much on the boat, so they had to empty weight or, you know, for lots well, of reasons. That's that's very common, like, everywhere. So, like, uh, yeah. like big cargo ships dump load, like, dump right, their, like, right, cargo right. boxes into the ocean right. when they have to, like, lose weight. Right. So there's right, a lot of, right. like, treasures at the bottom of, you know, any kind of body of water because but that's this, what they have to do. Supposedly, this lighthouse guy, now this was in, I think, what did I say, 1890, seen, out, he's in the lighthouse watching this out two miles out, but it's night and, you know, and um, he's seen them dump that train into the water. On these big, uh, like, the these aren't, rowing boats or big boats like should they be car carriers now you know this was back in 1890 so but uh, mm-hmm. they would take uh railroad cars over to wisconsin makes sense that's interesting yeah. very very interesting and i definitely am planning I wonder if, like 
anything has like floated up to the surface or like i mean That's honestly I gold is not gonna float but like there hasn't been any kind of evidence that it's still there yeah, i suppose it was would have been possible in 1890 but they probably didn't realize what it was that you know some wood floats up okay you know i mean they had, i had no idea but mm -hmm. it's true that train was sitting there and that's within like my lifetime, you know what I mean? It, it was there and it was well known. It was a beach, you know, and the kids would all play on this train, you know, steam engine, train, engine, not the whole train, the engine. Yeah. yeah. So, it was just abandoned there because they didn't know what else to do with it. There is, um, by Muskegon, there is a pure Marquette beach, like park beach, which... Pure Marquette is the train that is the Polar Express train in Owasso. Oh, really? So that makes you know that makes a little bit more sense too on the railroad track. So was stuff. it the Polar Express? Was it the Polar Express that was carrying all this gold? <laughs> the real life Polar Express carrying Confederate the, gold through Michigan. Think about the people that were involved in doing this. They had enough importance. Mm -hmm. They literally could build a railroad from Georgia to Michigan. Yeah. You know, that's how much power they had. Of course, this was back in the day when they this was they were doing this everywhere, building railroad, you know, because that was transportation. But still, they literally took positions after this that would allow them to make this happen. And they brought that gold all the way from Georgia. And they took it to this lumber yard because the train tracks would go right up to that lumber yard. They would unload it. And then they were taking it out west because at that time there was a gold rush. So they could have it melted down, you know, and bring it back. They were laundering the gold. And here this one guy is, you know, he's spending money. He's building building the whole town. And he's like the whole, you know, the whole town. Everybody loves him because he's so wealthy. He's providing them with everything. Well, really, it's with golden Confederate money. Gold. Mm. So we are definitely I'm trying to see if I can find it on Google Maps right now. That's I'm what I'm doing, it. too. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to do that, too. I was looking, too. So at Pure Marquette Beach, it looks like there's a restaurant, um, and it's called Beach Street Road. Um, hey. called the deck but it looks like there's like a little gas station but it looks like there's like train cars mm -hmm. connected to the restaurant look at muskegon and see if that's, you can find that that's what I, that, i'm doing um but downtown there's a park with that huge um monument and it's huge you, you'd be able to see it there and well, one of the theories they were showing on is that if you look at that from above they have some sidewalks that cross it, mm -hmm. and it really appears to be a Confederate flag. Well, is it Muskegon. in North Muskegon or in Muskegon? No, it was in Muskegon. I don't know. So the, their theory, or somebody's theory, was this from above looks like a Confederate flag, and it was kind of like them, you know, Giving the finger up to the Confederates because we're built, we built our town on your money, you know, kind of thing. 
they showed a lot of Google Maps on this series. So um, let me see if I can't find something yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything. Um, but there is like like something like, I, like it can't really be it because it's way too big. But like in the Google Maps, right by the Manistee North Pier Lighthouse, there's like something red that looks like it's underwater. And kind of oh. reminds me of like a train, but like it's way too big to be the train in 1890. Like a train, it looks like a train car, but that's way too big. That's all I can see. Okay, so Muskegon, let me get in. You said it's downtown? Downtown. Um, Do you have the roads? And the, well, actually, they said them at the time, but I don't remember what they are. But I know um, um, this stuff is still there now. You know, for this mm-hmm. monument, and there's a big, huge bank. There's two banks, and this big um, building is like for the Masons, and it's all still there. But right in the center of town should be this monument, and you definitely would be able to see it from Google Maps because, well, they showed it. Yeah, but where? Let me um, try something. Because Muskegon is a pretty big town. And you think lots of, you just went... lots of water, and it's built up. It's pretty popular. So have they found, so like they've been doing this for two years. Have they found, other than the train that they can't extract? Yeah, they, they have think they, found they have found where this is at. And I think they've already found it, but it just hasn't come onto this series yet. You know what I mean? Um but um, they found the gold or they found the train that found the train. Right. Like I said, they've, they're diving for it. And, but now the state of Michigan, I think now that they found it, this isn't on the documentary yet, but um, I think now that they found it, now the state of Michigan is like, Oh, thanks for looking for us. Cause we're going to go get it now. And so they're kind of fighting legal battles for that. Sounds now. about right. Yeah. Don't you like, you know, every other town you've gone on Google Maps, they show you all kinds of pictures of the town, but no, not Muskegon. There's the lighthouse. I see that. Are you guys going through pictures of downtown? Um, yeah, I think. So I found it in, in an Live story. Okay. So let me see if I can share my screen. I think this is the picture. I see these steps going down to the beach, and that's where that train's at. Because this looks like a Confederate flag. So yeah, this is, yeah. So this is this is from a story on was downtown Muskegon built with Confederate money? Yeah, or Confederate. So the money gold. has been found. The gold has been found. Well, it's not, not missing. Not officially. It's not been dug up. It's not been dug up. But this, they leave the story off. Because they 
once they find it, the show's done, right? So right, right. But they leave off that they 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 have found it, but before they could get to it, the state of Michigan, you know, comes in and says, you know, thanks, you know, for doing our work for us. We'll go get that now, you know. So now they're fighting yeah. legal. And plus, he is also, and this is probably going to be a big plot in the show, all these other teams of people are using all the work he did to go and find. Now everybody's looking in that same spot for it. Yeah. Okay. I found it on Google Maps, too. Okay. Share that, because so, that's what I was looking for. I'm like, it's got to be on Google. Like, you wouldn't miss it on Google Maps. Can you see it? No. Can you no. see my screen? No. No. Oh, yeah. Must have hit the wrong button. So I'm zoomed out kind of far on Google Maps, but just from that picture I just was showing, the Hackley Park Garden, it's right here. You can see it now when you're, like what you said. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. There you go. What is it? See that cross? So, yeah, the Confederate flag. Yeah, it does kind of look like a Confederate flag. Where is it? Right in the middle of the screen. The big green park. Yeah, the X. Yeah. 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 Well, right in the middle is a huge monument. Yes. Which I think... The gold is hitting there, hidden there. I know X marks the spot. Uh, this is, probably. I think, this is what the, the monument lady. is. Yeah, that's the yeah. top of that monument. And they went up with a drone and they like, what is she looking at or pointing to? Well, then they find this old building, masonry. The Masons built it, this huge building, and that's what she's looking for. So that's why they're thinking the Masons. Or the Templars were involved in this whole project. I mean, that makes sense to me. Well, you would have thought that somebody would have found it by now. Okay. Well, they really well, just started saying. For them. I, I think they did. I think they found it, and that's exactly what they're saying. Like with the Confederate flag, the land, the monument pointing to Freemason building. Right. I think they found the gold and they used it to build no. a town. Here, well, I did a street view. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, but is there, can you out? see this? Can you see the street? Yeah, it's blurred out. That's what a little yeah, isn't it? Weird? Nah, you can kind of see the bottom of the monument. You can so see the long. bottom of the monument. Well, see the yeah. bottom, but obviously it's blurred. Oh, out. there we there go. There we go. Now, now it's blurred. There must have been something. Well, see, look, it's blurred out right there too. Again, so there must be something over there that is in the shot. It's not the monument that's blurred out. Let's go. Right. Around. It's the ghost that's hiding the gold. Mm-hmm. So, Cassie, back to your thing. I think. I mean, most of this this town was built before the, they sunk the gold. I think he was using this gold. Um, what's left was is in that boxcar. Now, they could have found it in 1900, for all we know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
somebody could have come back and gotten that money. We just don't know that. Right, right. But um, um, because really, if you if you go and you dig up, you know, an entire train car of gold, you're probably not gonna go tell a bunch of people about right. it, I'm, even in even in you know, 1890. Like, Whoever you're, done it with, in, in in year uh, 1900, a team of people went and got that gold. They're not gonna come back and say, "Hey, look what we got." They're going to go cash in and, you know, build the life south of that. Yeah. So hide it somewhere possible, else. Possible that it's all gone or some of it's there or anything like that. But I think there really probably is some probability to the two guys were mad that the guy they brought in obviously has all this money. You know what I mean? Like you're not making this much money. How are you providing this much? And so they're the ones that maybe went out and said, sink that money. Cause now he's going to, you know, it's all going towards him, not us. Mm -hmm. And there's a, like, I think they got a million dollars each, you know, those two. Well, okay. There's $140 million and you're going to give me 1 million, you know, or, you know, someone finds out that this, this Confederate, gold is going through Michigan or somehow they find out this is where this gold is at. Mm-hmm. They're coming to look for it. What's the best way to throw people off your tail is to say, Oh, it's in this train car on could this be. boat. It very well could and be. And this guy saw us sink it. So see you later. Um, Bye. And, and this, um, it very well could be this, um, guy, what's his name? Um, uh, Minty. No, not Minty. Um, Oh, shoot. I mean, he could be—he could have kept it for himself and just told everybody that it. You know, he could have staged that happening. And, but right, really that's what I mean. Like, but, um, you're like, oh yeah, also, that that train car you saw that we dumped in the ocean. Yeah, it had all the gold on it. They go to the bank. This team of people, those television series, go to the bank that this guy owned, and the bank has been torn down and rebuilt at this point, right? But it's old now, and they're renovating it, so it's empty, and you know it's all all old building. But the basement is real; though it's still the same basement, right? So they find a tunnel that goes underground to the next bank on the other side of the street. So they're thinking he was laundering that gold, taking it from the lumberyard, putting it in the bank. They found these huge, huge vaults, you know to hide all this gold and they're thinking, you know, he put it in there, but then he was secretly having it shipped to this next one. And then, uh, I mean, when you think about it, there had to be a lot of people involved in doing this, not just three guys, right? Cause they got to put it on the boat. Somebody has got to get it off the boat on the other end and they got to get it all out West, you know, on a train. So there's got to be a lot of people involved and or people that are not even involved or maybe they're on the train. They're like, Shit, this got gold up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be hard to do it back then. Yeah. It would be hard to do back then, yet easy to do back then because yeah. nobody's looking for that kind of stuff. Or, no. But, um, but back then, and in the wild a gold bar to each person isn't going to be hard to be like, all right, let me part with that real quick. See you later. Bye. Yeah. So. I think it's possible. Well, yeah. I think it's, I think it's probable. I don't know who did what part of it, you know, but the fact that those 
two soldiers brought that gold up here, that's almost true. That's got to be true. Probably, now, yeah. Because they, they all ended up wealthy, you know, and people just weren't wealthy back then. Even a very successful banker didn't. Especially after a civil war that basically destroyed right. the country. Right, right, right. And so he, like, um, I definitely, definitely want to go to Muskegon and look at these buildings that, because I supposedly everything's marked with his name on it. So I definitely, definitely want to go. Hmm. Not that far. No. Like a, what is that? Like a three-hour drive, two-hour drive? Not even. Yeah, not even that. Hackley, Hackley. That's who I'm thinking about. Charles Hackley. Supposedly, everything in the town's got his name on it. That's what is the he... park was called. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good indication that he had some input in there. Yeah. Yeah. But the town at the time just thought he was everything. I mean, they just adored mm -hmm. him because he was furnishing all this stuff and you know he was doing all this stuff for their town, you know. Well they probably wouldn't have cared if it was stolen Confederate money. <laughs> you know, they're like, okay. <laughs> we defeated them, so you know. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, Michigan was a huge contributor to the Underground Railroad to get Railroad. people out of the Confederate and out of the country. And of course, um, Davis, Jefferson Davis, you know, is a hero to anybody in the South, but he mm -hmm. was convicted of treason and went to jail after that, you know, after his capture. Now, mm -hmm. he only spent two years in jail for treason. But he did go to jail and was convicted for treason. Because the Confederates were, you know, traitors to the country, no matter what you think. You know, in the South, they didn't consider him a traitor. They just said, considered him a hero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Similar aspects are happening in this day and age. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't yeah. History repeating That's itself. History repeats itself. Because we never learn from history. If we're taught our history, we learn from history. Well, well one of the things, history. one of the biggest downfalls of America is the Confederate War was really never settled. It never did settle. I mean, the South still claimed they had the right. They refused to give up you know, give in to it, and it's never changed since then. That's why we have the 13th Amendment, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, uh, after all these years, since 1865, yeah. people are still oh. fighting that Confederate war. You know, they're not going to give up mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> no. But I mean, really, what war really is, like, cut and dry one you know there we there hasn't been a single war where you know it was like oh problems are solved right after we've signed this paper that says we're no longer at war right well i think um even like hitler's 
East and West Germany. Yeah, I really think but Nazis are still war. alive today. Like Nazis are still yeah. alive and well today. Well, People are still but you know falling for that ideology. Most, no, there so are it's some, not a cut and dry. Most of them died in shame, knowing they were wrong. I'm not saying everybody has. I'm saying most of them. You know, most of those people, that's why they never talk about it, right? Because, you know, they died in shame. And most of those people, most of those people, had they been, if they were alive today, they would say it was a cult. We were brainwashed. And exactly, they were. They really, really I, were. I agree. It wasn't they like everybody said, was that evil. Was a, they yeah. just were following their leader. And their leader yeah. told them. And they only listened to their leader, and their uh, leader sheltered them from any news from anywhere else. And he told them how wonderful and great everything was he was doing. Sounds very familiar than today, right? It is good. History repeats itself. History did correct that, and there's very few. There's a lot of people who I I like that themselves, that kind of people, you know. Um. But there's a lot of people who idolize Satan, you know. So, but as a as a rule, that area of the world understands they were wrong. Yes. You know? Oh, I agree Today. that like the, the problem right. stems from other countries idolizing and this behavior. Even, but even the people who survived that and the Nazis at the time, they were in hiding and stuff, but they were in hiding because they thought they were right. They're in hiding because we're they didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> they were just yeah. surviving, you know what I mean? It wasn't mean they were still in on the cause. They were just trying to hide. But even like today, I try to tell people, history will correct this. History will tell the truth. You know what will I mean? It will it, though? The truth will come out in history. <laughs> And so and they'll, they'll tell the truth is. by the person that writes it. <laughs> you say, writes victory it is the truth. Yeah. History is written. There's a lot of There's a lot of American history that we were never taught because well, white man didn't want us to know. Yep. And it will all be told in his in the history. So just because it is that's now. the thing. But that's the thing, is that it's not. I mean now, today and age, it's hard to hide the truth. Yeah. But, right. you and know, the burden of the Library of Alexander tells you that sometimes the victors get to choose what is in history and what is not. We right. lost an right. entire right. section of history because people didn't want right. us to learn about it. Yes, we did. But now we've learned. So now that history has changed, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I totally agree that history was wrong. And that we've been reporting history for a lot of years wrong. But that doesn't mean you're going to get away with it forever. It all is going to come out. It's all going to come out in the wash. That's what they always say. It always yeah. is well, going to come out in the wash. I do agree so, with that. But so there's... your children or your grandchildren are going to know the whole truth. Just because you were Hopefully. taught that. But Hopefully. if we know the whole truth up front, things can get repaired and improved. Of course. Of course. Years now. ahead of time. Right. Before, Before the world things are much better than they were ten years ago, or twenty years are, ago, or thirty they? years ago, or forty are they? years ago. Yes, they are. Are they? But we have yeah. to accept the truth. 
That's that's the problem well, is accepting okay. the truth. Maybe there. First of all, there's not. You guys weren't around in the '60s when there was a lot of turmoil, lots of turmoil. Oh, and right. We got through that, but um, still. But you see, the '60s though were 60 years ago, and we're still fighting the same fight. No, we're not. We're still. We've come a long way since those. Sure, days. we've taken baby okay. steps. Got ten steps forward and then twelve steps back doesn't mean that we're you know getting forward. But history will tell the truth. And you know what? There might be a lot of things that you're you're wrong about history. You might find out in the future. Yeah, because we were taught history. If if we are wrong about history, it's it's because because we were were taught wrong. There's a lot of things that I learned in history in school that yeah, I would later yeah. come to find out with either half truths or not even largely exaggerated in the wrong way. Yeah. Okay. But you two cannot say growing up that I didn't voice my opinions on the true way things really happened, especially when it comes to racial problems. JFK. Um, anything that happened in history, I usually told you, hey, that didn't happen like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's what they taught you in school, but here's what really happened. But there's Did stuff not? too that, sure, but there's stuff too that we weren't even taught in school because right. they don't want us to know. Like, the fact that entire towns in the U.S. were just buried and mm-hmm. flooded, and there's or entire like, sections of minority groups of people yeah that that were literally just dissected from our country never learned about that until did you know that the confederate flag the confederate flag really the way it's used didn't come along until um like the 60s and it was a way of right it's the same, it's the yes. same as the Nazi flag. That was a Chinese yeah. symbol for like happiness or whatever until it's a Buddhist symbol for uh, yeah, sure. No, I take it back the Ku Klux Klan are the ones who brought the Confederate flag yes. to the mirror. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So all these people who think they are, you know, it's cool to fly the Confederate flag. It's really the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, I, I think they know that. I don't think some of the people are the smartest ones because I see I, one I, that's I, like a 1776 flag that, you know, like on a house that's for rent that, you know, like people just need to like understand that like if you're renting a house back in 1776, guess what? You weren't able to vote because you didn't <laughs> own land. You didn't own property. So you probably you know, like, at one point were. do a little bit of research. If you're a woman, you couldn't have voted. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why fly a flag like that with, like, you clearly don't own a house because I know the house is a rental house. You clearly don't own it. There's a, the whole tread on me flag. And yet that's the exact same people who tread on other people's rights. (laughs) I know. I want. I know. Okay. Just do a little (laughs) bit of research. If you want to do whatever you want to do, fine. But be smart about it. Know what you're fighting for. 
don't just do it because it looks cool. <laughs> don't be that sheep that you complain about everybody yes. else. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, well. Anyways, I thought that was a very interesting story, and it's right in our backyard. Right. Yeah. I, yeah you know I didn't know we have been to the beach in Muskegon. Many times we've been to that <laughs> beach. So why didn't we know about it back then when we were there? We could have. I know. You know. I know for a fact. A couple of you in the house have uh, metal detectors. Get yep. on out there. If anybody could dig that train up, you know who could. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that was there, there was gold there, I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> but I can't imagine all these years that somebody hasn't. No, yeah, there's no way. I mean, there's so many people that swim in Lake Michigan. There is absolutely no way that that can be possible. I mean, it's just. No, it's two miles out. You're not going to swim two miles. No, you're not going out that far. I was just about to say, uh, you know, all the time out there. I don't believe you there on that lake. But whatever you do, don't take a submersible down to go find it. (laughs) No. Right. Or that's gonna be the new principle. Yeah. Or that could be my new adventure. Selling tickets <laughs> to my I've got just the controller to get you down there. Well, you know, they just found a new shipwreck in Lake Superior just recently. Oh yeah. I don't know. Really? I don't really know any more than that. I just read a headline that they found a is it like a newer ship or that they think it's like a really old no ship i think it was like an older forever. ship they just found it they just found the shipwreck they didn't know where it was interesting as far as what was that? Yeah. i just read the headline i didn't really read anything <laughs> else so it is that's the lake superior is i know we keep doing lake michigan but lake superior is definitely the mm-hmm. more mysterious one out of yeah. all of them Right. You know, they found that one box car and they go down and they find out it's not the right one. So they were really bummed. Well, then they found this other one that they're sure it's it. And they were just so excited. They were so excited and they went out there and there was the, the waters were too rough. They couldn't do it, you know, so they're bummed. And then the next day they were kind of rough, but they're like, no, we're doing it because they were just so excited. And he jumps off and hit the boat when he jumped off and broke his hip. Oh, so it's no. like ruined the you gotta whole still thing. Be safe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He can get that excited that you just jump so really And he's a diver. I mean he's a professional diver. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing, but um he, they just got so excited and just and he jumped off the boat. The boat, because they're over top of this railroad car right right now, you know. And so him and the other two guys are going to dive down to it. And um, that's when he, you know, you kind of, when you're diving, you got to jump out and then straight down. You know, you got all your scuba gear on and everything. When you got to think about the fact that, like, uh, the boat is not on, like, a solid surface. It's in well, a way the way of moving. And so. The waters were too rough. They shouldn't have done it because that's what happened. Right. The, the way was probably swaying. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and he's an older guy, like my age, and broke his hip. Hmm. 
So I put him out of commission. So now whoever, if they did find the treasure, it wasn't him, it was somebody else, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think I'm going to be firmly in the belief that the the gold was never there to begin with. I think it was all a ruse to hide the money. I don't know, but I, I just can't you know. stop thinking. If we go over there, we probably will see them, you know, and their equipment and stuff going out there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I could talk him into going on the boat with our podcast, you know, to report on it. Yeah, we could have we could have a special guest special on our guest. podcast. Yes. Well, it's a good story, Dad. Interesting. Yeah. I'd never heard of it. Me either. No, I never heard of it neither. I'll like tell I said, one of our listeners brought it up to me, and um, and her and her husband went to Muskegon to check it all out, and she was very excited about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. You guys definitely need to get over there for sure. Yeah. Matt likes all those TV shows, Gold Rush, and I was gonna say, so it is the same people as Oak Island, or they are just no, no, no. collaborating with the Oak Island people. Exactly. What it is so far on the show, they're trying to get Marty from Oak, from Island. Oak Island to invest money in this. He is from Michigan. He's the from guy Michigan. Yeah, the guys, guy is which is not that far from Muskegon. Right, no. no. And so they're trying to get him to invest money. And so far, I think there's only been three episodes. And so far, he's gotten them this big boat to go out there with. And that's how they found it with the sonar and all that, mm -hmm. you know, stuff. There's an actual captain of the boat. And so he's given them that stuff to get going on it. But he wants evidence. You know, he wants something before he's all in. So everything they do, it's like, oh. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. The guy who has spent, what, like 10 years digging in the same spot wants hard I mean, evidence that something's well, there? And, but listen to this. So he started out, you know, I've got to have something before I invest into this. You know, It's a great story. And he, he believes it, but are we going to be able to get it? And so he tells them, I have to have some real... Proof, I have to have something I can put my hands on. So they go back to Georgia where he was captured. And they, the same guy on Oak Island that does the um, um, metal detecting, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? It's the same guy. They send him. He finds um, like these um, bolts and stuff that would have come off of a a railroad card at the time, but he also finds a coin that is um, a Confederate coin. So, you know, they have proof that there you go. There was something there, um, but he they really are looking for maybe there's some more gold buried. They didn't get it all, you know, but they haven't. But, mm. but there's a whole. Well, um, if it did fall, like if it went into the lake, there's no way that there's not something like you know a piece that has never been found and i can't imagine a plane flying over lake michigan well it's pretty deep it, well i still think that you'd be able to well, see still, even still even today because the box car was wood so that would have been how about this how about as i fly in tomorrow yes. i'll look up yeah. right 
Do yes. more bright. Do so. You better keep your eyes out tomorrow. <laughs> It's gonna be dark, but make sure you no, look. Listen. Find your yeah, flashlight. It's gonna be like eleven o'clock at night. I Literally, don't we are picking you up in Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, yeah. but at that eleven o'clock at night. So. No, it's dark. I though. say it's gonna be late, but I say we just go right to Muskegon. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just okay. jump on in. Yeah, and we'll we're gonna go right to Muskegon and do some investigating. Not in the dark. But but back to your thing, Denise. If today that boxcar would have been deteriorated, so it's a just a bunch of rubble on the ground, and it's covered with two hundred years of sand washing over it and dirt, and you know probably yeah, erosion, shells and reefs. Who knows? You know, it's not like it's just sitting there like it was in eighteen ninety. But you know, 1890, it wasn't like they were building train cars and train engines out of, like, just anything. Like, those were stainless, like, steel, like, iron. They weren't. Like, they were wood. They were wood. I mean, they had iron wheels and stuff, but the boxcar itself is wood. Right, but the, like, frame and the, like, engine, if it was, like, the engine, it well, would be made out of The engine is on the ground, and we know where that's at. Oh, Okay. But the boxcar really would have been disintegrated. Yeah, I mean, there's remnants of the wheels or the bolts and iron. I guess cars. I'm thinking of like the engine car, but yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, it's just a boxcar. So it's not like you're going over and go, oh, boxcar right there. That's got to be it. Right. I see some shiny stuff coming out of it. No, it's it's buried into, you know, stuff. And gold is heavy, so it's going to keep sinking, you know. It's not yeah. going to come flying to the top or anything. So. Yeah, I think it's probably lost forever, unfortunately, if it is there. Well, I hope so. That would, and you know what else? It would really change history if that's true. For the better or. Actually, I think for the better, again, we could go, ha, ha, we got your Confederate money, and guess what we did with it? You know? Yeah, but what are they going to do with it? Michigan's pretty red right now. So, like, what are they going to do with it? Build an anti-abortion clinic? <laughs> Build a big mega church? Who knows? Who knows? But even treasure hunting, just because you find the treasure, you don't get to keep it. You know, you may no. get a reward oh. for it or something. But um, for sure, Michigan's going to take that goal if for they sure. find that. Michigan's going to. That's not what happened in national treasure. They yeah, got right. they got really rich in national treasure, <laughs> but they had to do it behind the government's back. If only they could get what's that guy's name? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage involved. Oh, <laughs> we're like character from the movie. I know that's as far as I got. No. Um, yeah, I do not trust Nicholas Cage with your money. He is known to literally <laughs> spend true. more money than he is worth. That's true. He's done that a few times, yes. He has an entire monument, like ma mausoleum monument in New Orleans that he yes. used every cent he had to build. And he is not dead. He's still alive. He just has a pyramid in New Orleans. But, but, he but 200 years from now, 
who are they going to be looking at? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just like a lot of all the great people. William Burroughs, um, um, William Blake was was destitute, poor when he died. Now, colleges teach courses on him. So, I think Nicholas Cage is a little bit different. They're also teaching, you know, like mobile yeah. studies all these in, in college people, now too. So, all these great people were a little crazy. Imagine paying college <laughs> tuition to learn Muggle studies. Muggle <laughs> studies. Yeah, like I would have done mm -hmm. it if I was in college. I would have done it. Just to a thousand dollars to learn about your own history and then call it muggle studies. Well, been fun. <laughs> Most people don't use their degrees in their careers. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like a college course is like a thousand dollars yeah you're paying a thousand dollars to take well, a, an imaginary class just take an imaginary class sometimes you just need an easy a <laughs> but what if you fail it what if you fail <laughs> then that's on you <laughs> yeah that's, that's on your you. problem <laughs> <sighs> okay guys please like share subscribe Email us at familyschoolofthought at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay. Our wedding, or rings, gold rings. Wait, we can have that our own rings. <laughs> I just you know, one golden ring. Is there going to be one ring that rolls them all? <laughs> <laughs> we get turns taken. taken. My precious. One of us has to throw it into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Save the family from the curse. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that's a movie, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a very famous movie. The yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, I never watched that. It's a book. probably one of the most famous book series in all the world, but that's okay.